Hello and welcome to The Roundtable, a Next Generation Politics podcast. Next Generation Politics is leading a movement of young people who are committed to building bridges across various divides. I'm Madeline, and this week, Kanisha, Inika, Jack, and I spoke with Sam Laskin, who is a current sophomore at Dartmouth College, who is the head of growth and outreach for Left, Middle, Right, a student-run multimedia publication aiming to elevate the civil discourse in a time of division and extreme political polarization. Each week, LMR publishes three political perspectives on a single issue to expose their audience to content that they wouldn't normally have necessarily seeked out themselves. LMR is committed to countering misinformation, exaggeration or partial partial truths, and non-facts, by providing articles from varying perspectives to ensure that people are getting information from a variety of sources and rather just from hearing them from the far left or the far right. Further, LMR's articles are labeled as yes, no, or maybe rather than Democrat, Republican, and center to avoid knee-jerk responses. This is also responsive to what LMR's founders hear from fellow college students about not necessarily having preconceived notions about politicians, and appreciating nuance and individuality. LMR wants to make people more aware without having to make them choose sides or perceive things or people as bad just because we disagree, which is such a refreshing change to media that amplifies extremes and makes us seem more divided than we actually are. This is a critical component of helping the readers think about our biases and how we can set them aside to build uh, solutions that our country needs. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm a senior at Bard High School Early College, Queens. And something that I really found interesting is like learning about the polarization that is in today's uh, political climate. You see so many different barriers taking place with information, especially with the polarization. You just don't know who to trust anymore. And I think that having a program such as Left, Middle, Right should be something that is more expanded on we need information to be more accessible so that people don't have just one side of the story because truth isn't just from one person hi my name is Irina Chowdhury I'm currently a sophomore in high school and I reside in the Bronx in addition to being a speaker on the podcast I'm an editor on the podcast and I was a summer civic fellow last year so I'm really excited to learn more on why you created this format and this website. While I was reading your articles and things, I learned a lot more on different perspectives and that reminded me of when I first came to Next Generation Politics and I did my Summer Sig Fellowship and I learned a lot more on different perspectives on polarization, on critical race theory and so many different things. And while I was reading this article, I also read more about critical race theory, prostitution, etc. And I felt like I learned a lot more perspectives similar to the Summer Civic Fellowship. And I'm just really excited to learn more on why you created this website and what is your favorite process on it. Hi, everyone. My name is Inika Kodestane, and I'm a high school senior from New Jersey. In addition to being on the podcast, I'm also the co-editor-in-chief of the Next Generation Politics blog. And... Just by like clicking around like the left, middle, right website and like looking at the different articles, I I really love how it's it's like a very palatable format. I feel like a lot of the times when you're listening to someone else's perspective, it can be like you have to be defensive about your own viewpoint in regards to theirs. And I think that's like something that's almost like human nature, especially when you're 
discussing something, when you're in a debate, when you're in a round table. But I think what I like about left, middle, right, it's just so easy to just sit down and read and you don't need to feel like anything you believe in is being challenged. You can just simply absorb the information. And I'd love to hear like more about the process and how different writers are able to sort of engage with the different topics that they write about. Hi, uh, my name's Kanisha. I'm a high school junior from Queens, New York. And at the website, what I found so interesting is that, especially now, you really see political opinions and political leanings kind of like seeping into media. And what I really liked about um, Left, Middle, Right is it's it's actually showing all of the different opinions, the spectrum of opinions. And um, I think Left, Middle, Right is kind of confronting this head on and being like, no, we are showing you the variety of perspectives. And I'm just really interested to hear about why you're so passionate about pursuing this cause and how you've seen actually addressing these points of view and acknowledging all of these points of view and the impact that that has on your readers. Hi, my name is Madeline Mays and I'm a high school junior from Fort Hamilton High School in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and in addition to being a podcaster, I'm also a civic fellow here at NGP. And I will say when I first heard about the organization, I sat there and I was pondering, why haven't I heard about this before? I feel like this is something that could really, really benefit our generation. Just like scrolling through the website, I felt incredibly empowered just knowing that there's someone out there who is working towards addressing polarization head on by simply just explaining one person's perspective. And that's really all it takes. And so I really applaud the work that's being done around this organization. And I'm really excited to stay up to date with Left Middle Writing, continuously read it. Hi, everybody. I'm Sam Laskin. I'm from Connecticut. I'm currently a sophomore at Dartmouth College, and I'm the head of growth for LMR, Left Middle Right. I do a lot of work with recruiting and with setting up our special events. In terms of personally how I see us and our mission, one, we are student-run. Much like NextGen, we think that student involvement and student agency in the political issues facing us now is only going to drive even more student involvement in the political issues that are going to face our generation down the road. Oftentimes those issues are one and the same. So why not begin to get involved now? You know, another one of our focuses is that we are nonpartisan, is that we don't, as an organization, endorse political views. We don't internally ask about others' political views because those aren't relevant to the goal of what we're doing. That we don't have our articles in our article sets be written by anybody who is on the inside. That said, some people have written for us and then joined the team after the fact, but we have a standing policy that we're looking for writers from outside of the organization. And as an organization, yes, we're dedicated to promoting civil discourse and informed debate that too often for our generation, people lack a source where they can feel like they can shamelessly access viewpoints that might challenge their own without accessing a viewpoint that political leaders to whom they subscribe might detest, that we fall into the situation where you're forced to go to one of those extremes where anybody can attack any piece of journalism, calling it selective, saying that people are cherry picking information. So we want to provide a forum where even if people want to write a piece advancing a particular viewpoint, at the very least, that's going to be systematically balanced out by viewpoints that temper that, that oppose that, that pick pieces of information and challenge it so that holistically the product is nonpartisan. We take articles, an article from the left, 
an article from the middle and an article from the right, we combine those all into manageable, accessible article sets that are all on the website. We are a multimedia organization um, as well. I'm happy to talk about some of our debates and our media involvement, as well as our podcast, which is currently in development. But point is, we're branching out from beyond just print or rather digital print journalism, which is something that we on the team are really excited about. Just for the viewers who are or listeners that are listening on, if they could visualize what the website is like, it basically it just shows you different topics and you click on the topic of, of your interest and it literally tells you here's what one person would say, here's what the middle would say, and here's where the other side would say. And it leads you to that uh, article. And what I found really interesting is that it's labeled yes, no, maybe, like depending on the situation, and not here's the Democrat perspective, here's the moderate perspective, and here's the Republican perspective. I found that incredibly empowering, just as someone who doesn't really like political terms like that and doesn't really identify with that. I found it very, very inspiring that that's something that doesn't even need to be of conversation at all. Like you can have a political conversation without thinking this person is a Republican and I'm not. Whenever you have a political conversation, it's just expected that you identify as a Democrat or a Republican or something like that and to push that aside. Yeah, on that point too, with regard to the labeling on the site, some of our perspectives are labeled with very nuanced viewpoint. Some of them might have labels that say left, middle, right. Our point in labeling those is to divide every single issue into a spectrum. And sometimes the group commonly known as the political left might align with the left view we present on the issue. Sometimes that might happen for the right. But our point in doing this is that people can you know, have different perspectives on issues that, again, far too often people are trying to paint voters into a box. We saw evidence last night of that with the returns coming from the gubernatorial elections happening in Virginia and New Jersey. And that's a pretty common discussion that's happening all over the media right now is do voters like being painted into a box? The answer seems to be no. So what we're trying to advance is this belief that people can take a look and say, I'm going to come into this issue without preconceptions that might stem from political leaders that I'm going to approach this issue honestly, I'm going to listen to the information, and I'm going to make a determination on how I feel about this issue that might mean ascribing or subscribing to a particular view that's on the left, middle, or right of how we define that issue. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to believe in what's commonly known as left-leaning or right-leaning ideology as a whole. There's nuance here. Nuance is one of the biggest things we go for. Just building on that, how do you think your publication offering all of these nuanced and these distinct perspectives is helpful in our generation, especially because we are such a politically active generation, into actually help molding our own political beliefs? Like you just said, we're a very active generation. We're politically active. We're socially active. We use social media more than ever. And that's why um, we place a really high value on what goes up on our Instagram account. We've started doing morning briefings. Historically, we've broken down three major topics that you might be seeing in the news that day. We post them in the morning. I believe now we've shifted down to just one topic per day to get a really deep dive on it. The left, middle, and right are given very briefly, and those are written internally. But our goal is to inform people about the issues they might be seeing in the news and immediately immediately before they get entrenched in what we might call, you know, their, their typical favorite sources, 
we want to present those competing viewpoints so that if they're going to read a longer, more substantive piece, they know what counter arguments might be there, even if their piece from their source of choice might not challenge those. So the morning briefing, to your point, Kanisha, is one of those things that we're trying to do to keep people engaged and to try to combat confirmation bias before it even starts. And combating confirmation bias as a whole and building those habits of understanding that everything you read may have bias involved, might be selective with information, building those habits is really how we want to help mold the next generation. So as I was listening to this conversation, I actually was reminded of another episode that we filmed back in May with Willoughby Winograd. I believe that I just, I went on my Spotify and I looked for it. It's called Deliberation Across the Nation. And basically how like polarization has definitely grown or at least we think it's grown over the past few years but in reality it actually hasn't most of america is moderate is in the middle and then you only have like the extension of the extremes that more people are are seeing more of like these extreme opinions and therefore we have like this false perception that everyone is against each other and so with most of america being like in the middle being moderate i feel like this is such an important thing that you're doing because a lot of people feel like they're almost scared to have an opinion on these issues, mostly because they're scared of like what the other side will say, because there is a lot of controversy. There's a lot of conflict with certain opinions, like for instance, critical race theory, like you can't even say critical race theory without getting bombarded with opinions on others on either side, but also just not being able to like properly educate yourself on the issue, like even if you wanted to talk about it without getting these partisan news sources. What's so inspiring about LMR is that it's allowing people to get three different viewpoints of an issue, but also in, in a quick and efficient manner in that, you know, I can read this, I can see if I agree with it or not, and then I can move on to the next one. And then I can start formulating my own opinion versus getting an opinion served to you on a silver platter and having it shoved down your throat. You mentioned the podcast earlier. I was just wondering, like, you know, what are like LMR's future plans to expand on this, like, you know, innovative like website? And like, is there a way to like make this more aware? A lot of it stems from our collegiate relations program. So as head of growth and running that collegiate relations program, I met this summer and I'm continuing to meet with representatives from college political clubs across the country. These may be partisan clubs. These may be nonpartisan clubs. These may be single issue clubs. These may be clubs that are affiliated with larger national organizations. We don't necessarily claim to endorse any of their views, but what we are doing in meeting with them is encouraging them to send their writers to us is to grow our network of writers who are dedicated to advancing these goals of civil discourse, who are willing to present their ideas in a forum where they might be challenged, where they likely will be challenged. And on that topic of challenging views, some of our college clubs are participating in intercollegiate debates that we posted on Zoom. In the past, we hosted an intercollegiate debate between the Democrats and Republicans at George Washington University. Recently, we hosted a debate between the Hobart and William Smith uh, College Democrats and the University of Louisiana Monroe College Republicans. It went very well. We were super excited with the views that were expressed. They had some great debates. They built a lot of consensus around issues that are pretty contentious. I encourage you to go watch that. That's up on our Facebook page. And as for those debates, we're hoping to schedule more of them throughout the fall. On the topic of the podcast, which I know you asked about, 
briefly the format of the podcast we're planning is that we're going to bring individuals on a panel of people who might claim to have preconceived notions on a particular topic. In other words, building an LMR panel. And we're going to have someone come in who has an immensely personal story on that topic. So our goal is to reframe issues from something where you're constantly being presented with an unfamiliar source, with something you can distance yourself from emotionally, which sometimes leads to you distancing yourself from it logically. So the point of our podcast is to confront a panel of people who have preconceived notions on a particular topic with someone who has a very personal story, to see their reactions, to see how that conversation plays out. It's a podcast in a format not unlike this, where the goal is just having a productive conversation there might be disagreement involved, there might not, but hopefully everybody comes out of it for the better and with a greater understanding for the topic and appreciation for people's competing viewpoints. So that's something we're really excited to be working on on the Left Middle Right podcast. What is your favorite thing to do in your process of recruiting students? Because as I was looking through the articles, there are so many different colleges, so many different students from different backgrounds. And I was wondering, how do you find these people and how these perspectives might have changed you in a way and how students such as me would enjoy this website since it isn't filled with bias. It's filled with facts. It's filled with perspective. It's filled with something that anyone could understand, which I do agree with. And I'm just really curious on like, what is your favorite thing about this? Yeah, one of my favorite things has been the chance to engage with individuals and organizations with whom I never, never would have had I not been a part of Left Middle Right. I've spoken to clubs from the Pacific Northwest, the Southwest, Southeast, Northeast, from the Midwest, you know, I've met with chapters of clubs that are part of national organizations, um, such as Bridge USA, who we're currently um, having a partnership with. Um, they're a student-led, nonpartisan organization, and they have chapters at high school campuses and college campuses across the country. And they're really aligned with our goal of you know, solution-oriented politics. Um, so meeting with chapters like Bridge, building partnerships like those, meeting with um, club representatives and simply just having conversation, even if it isn't about left, middle, right articles, even if it's just hearing about their operations. I've met with Republicans clubs who say that they have regular socials with Democrats clubs. I've met with Democrats clubs who say the same about their counterparts. I've uh, met with clubs on campuses where they feel that, you know, their viewpoint is really heard. I've met with clubs on campuses who think that the whole campus is hostile to their viewpoint. But my goal in all of that is to say that no matter what experience you may have on your campus, at the end of the day, we all fall under the same umbrella of living in this country, but of being civically engaged individuals of our generation. So building a sense of community has been something that I don't really think I expected in necessarily doing recruiting work, but it's something that I've profoundly, profoundly enjoyed. Our fellow podcaster, Kenesha, also had the question, how do you hope LMR will challenge the notion that we must all fit into one political group? What are your long range ambitions and aspirations for the impact LMR will have? On the subject of ambitions and aspirations, we just wanna keep getting the word out. You know, partnering with other civically minded groups like yours, continuing to spread the word about nuance. That, like I said, we, we love nuance, that every situation is going to have it, that sometimes it might be expedient or profitable, might lead to better ratings if you choose to ignore that, but that has real consequences on debate. 
So we don't all need to fit into one political group. We, we present articles that systematically challenge that, that every time someone reads that, they might say that they belong to a particular political party, but we hope that they can approach every issue honestly, that they can actively listen and understand where someone else is coming from, that they might be able to recognize how geographic, how religious, how um, other demographic factors might influence someone else's political views and how those might be entirely valid despite disagreeing with them at first. That we want to put an end to a culture where people see something as inherently bad just because they might disagree with it at first glance. That there is a real value to having a conversation, whether it be directly, whether it be indirectly through our um, writers by all presenting something and just putting it out into a forum and seeing how people respond. But we want to foster both indirect and direct conversations to force people to think critically and to force people to think about their own identities, their own possible biases, and how in trying to form solutions they might need or be able to set those aside to really build the kind of solutions that this country is going to need over the next few decades. That's all for today with NextGen Politics. Special thanks to our editor, Clara Medina, our producer, Sanda Balaban, and to Jeremiah Hunt for our opening and closing music. Please check out our website at www.nextgenpolitics.org for links related to what we've discussed and to find out more about our work. And please recommend us to your civic-minded friends or to your friends you'd like to become more civic-minded. This is Maggie Yu for NextGen Politics. <laughs>